How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good. Yeah? Is that your, uh, is that your, uh, deep, nasally, not nasally, gravelly, an like, android voice or cyborg voice? I'm trying to imagine deep and nasally. And deep. <laughs> <laughs> the facial expression I'm making to try and make this noise is good enough for me to just not... This is what the No, people... I was trying to do a really shitty David Hater. Ah, David Hater, yeah. Metal Gear. <laughs> Are you a fan of David Haters? <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's a wordplay on my name. Yep, got him. Uh, so speaking of Metal Gear, um, this is technically <laughs> a Metal Gear game that we're talking about, though it's not solid. It's rising. <laughs> I, I wanted to make a joke about that new game that was even shittier. Oh, uh, the Survive? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's that's that's. The but thing. I can't afford save slots. We're gonna talk about I, this game. Yeah, I know a lot of people actually aren't huge fans of the game we're talking about, which is uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I would love to count the number of times that you've done that. <laughs> but um, even if you previously considered this to be the worst game in the Metal Gear franchise, they've actually made it impossible for it to be <laughs> true. So I fall yeah. back on that. Metal Gear as a series is not terribly consistent in its games yeah um i feel like it's always a little bit weird and out there and kind of over the top but beautiful in its own way yeah because my main experience has been metal gear solid 3 okay and that's the only one i've actually played really well, no five we played five right right i know yeah i know we played five but i thought you were more of a fan of the the series kind of overall i mean i have a metal gear solid wallet but that's it <laughs> it's just it's kind of cool um, I like it lore-wise. I am. It's really interesting and in depth, and all the characters are cool. Mm -hmm. And they have very, in the same way, anime has very good tropes for characters. Yeah, Metal Gear has bosses like that. Mm -hmm. So in Metal Gear Solid Three, and like, oh, you have this really old guy who's a sniper, and you have like a whole sniper fight. Mm -hmm. That was really cool because it was just very <laughs> out of the box. I thought you were literally referring to bosses like there's big boss, there's <laughs> little the boss, the boss, <laughs> there's mama boss and papa boss. <laughs> they have a kid, baby boss, <laughs> boss, boss baby. baby. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so, but this time for this particular game, although it's, I think it still has espionage somewhere in the name. It's not tact tactical espionage action anymore or strategy, whatever it's called. No, this is a straight beat him up yeah this is a platinum game and platinum makes games like this game <laughs> yeah they're usually actually they're not always quick time bullet dodgy no like i'm thinking of bayonetta mm -hmm. has some very quick and smooth combat but they also correct me if i'm wrong did uh near automatas or oh, yeah. near automatas sorry mm -hmm. shame uh, <laughs> combat system as well yeah They've, so it's something they really, I would say, excel at. Yeah, they they kind Bayonetta of knew. One, Bayonetta, there's Bayonetta three coming out. <laughs> we, that was eight bit Bayonetta. We're, what? We're saving that for the intermission. Jeez, ah, spoilers. Legend of Korra. Oh, never mind. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Legend of Korra is actually really good. Did you play that? I did. Uh, it's not particularly long. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna step back from really good. I'm gonna say good. Um, it's surprisingly playable for like mm. a Avatar branded game. Interesting. Um, but yeah, they also made like Anarchy Reigns has an awesome OST. We're never going to talk about that game, so just go look up the OST. I mean, we're not, awesome. not going to ever talk about Revengeance either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We could theoretically get there at some point. Get around to it. But yeah, Revengeance is your action game, kind of in a similar vein, but not entirely analogous to Devil May Cry. Um, and you play as Raiden. And Raiden showed up... I believe in Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, he was universally loved by everyone that wanted to play him instead of Solid Snake. It's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people basically hated him for like forever. Well, I mean, if you're the new kid on the block, mm -hmm. it's like, how do you compare it to like, hey, this is the main character you've come to know and love. You're not going to play as Link anymore. You're going to play as... <laughs> Stink. <laughs> I mean, I blanked long enough. I, I, I accept your joke. <laughs> yeah. So he came in as basically like a nobody 
a novice. Yeah. Didn't have any of the skills or cool David Hayter vibes. But he was just uh, a guy in two, right? I believe so, yeah. He's like a trainee or something. Yeah. I never played two, so anything I say can and will be used against me. All right, so I think two happens after one. <laughs> I mean, that's Time actually... Line-wise. You would think that that wouldn't be a large ge- a large jump, but it's but a risk. But if you look at any of the numbers, you're going to yourself. So then in three, that's where we would go back into the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was most experienced with. Then four brings you back to a more recent or more current future right. than two. Mm-hmm. But I think this is where a mr ryden gets some type of cybernetic enhancements because yeah everybody has cybernetic enhancements except for whichever specific snake this is old snake yeah who's just old yeah um yeah revengeance takes place in the the far-flung year of 2018 if i remember correctly so so the past <laughs> yes <laughs> um but at this point in the game he's very i feel like you can say cyborg yeah i feel his hair is real i don't know if anything else is yeah i mean we can we can evaluate that his anger <laughs> his anger his anger is, is pretty real yeah this is like uh post kind of fall of the patriots and the metal gear timeline and he's just gone off and joined his uh his own mercenary group essentially but they seem to have better morals than every other mercenary group you fight in the game i guess you're like, we won't kill the kids. We won't harvest their brains. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, uh, as far as the actual tone of the game, it's 100% just balls to the wall, action, absurdity. Yeah. Like, there is no... And Metal Gear always has that kind of level of absurdity. Like, there's the recurring gag with the guy that has to go to the bathroom. Like, Johnny has to go to the bathroom. All these games. And... Like, if you played MGS5, like, that game has some really, really absurd stuff in it. (gasps) (laughs) Exactly. Um, But uh, Revengeance kind of just carries that into the action genre. Um, Rather than just being Capcom for Capcom's sake. Or Konami for Konami's sake. Yeah. I I still don't like the game. Mm -hmm. But there's so many things I like (laughs) about the game. Yeah. Because this is my first time even touching it. I had obviously seen some of the memes, some of the videos, mm-hmm. and the songs here and there. Uh, but when you're running around as like a cyber ninja with a katana, and then you have like this, I want to say kill animation. Yes. Where you can just like lock yourself in place, time slows down a little bit, and you just kind of angle your slashes however you want between roughly horizontal and roughly vertical. Yeah. And then you can cut things into pieces? Yes. It counts the pieces. Yeah. It literally counts the pieces. So I'm like two to the power of and just going hacking fucking nuts on people. And I was like, wow, that was really cool. Yeah. It like a a different developer would be like, hey, once you cut things up into a bunch of pieces, the the graphics kind of just look like garbage for what he's chopping up. Yeah. Like it doesn't look realistic. It's just like slivers of things. Um, they're like a different developer would be like let's not do that <laughs> platinum was like sweet that's awesome let's keep doing that um but uh yeah you, you get even better at chopping things to pieces as you're like focus bar you buy upgrades for it throughout the game um you start off and you can't go into like choppy mode for that long um, but eventually you can stay in there for a while but they are good at kind of focusing in on just the this is what people enjoy doing yeah so i see this as like a standalone game off of the franchise in the same yes. way it's not likely to be a revengeance too <laughs> no what was i gonna say blood dragon right? okay yeah yeah so it's a standalone game still kind of in that universe off of that engine mm-hmm. but it's like hey what what's the fun shit about this let's focus on just that right standalone title yeah Actually, some some people dislike the premise of this game entirely in the the Metal Gear uh, universe because um, if and correct me if I'm wrong, you you played four, right? Did you play four? I watched four. You watched four, yeah. I mean, I never is, had a PS3. There's actually no difference between watching and playing four. That it was I held a controller customs. while watching the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you played it. <laughs> but uh, Raiden like has a pretty uh, resolute ending, kind of at the end, where he like 
comes back to his, his family basically realizes yeah. he has a son all of that spoilers i guess <laughs> but uh so it's not weird that i call him daddy <laughs> cool but the setup for this one is like his family has nothing to do with it there's only like a mention that he flew them out like to the philippines for safety at one point and it's just him tearing people apart for like eight hours yeah <laughs> which if you know like his past would sound like a regression as far as where he's come from as a child soldier. But um, I don't know. I like Raiden. I like I like the edgy kind of rock like music that they've got going on and all of his vibes as a electric ninja. Like, like I am the rain lightning transformed moments and stuff like that. No. Yeah. It's it's it appeals to that that young pubescent part of my brain that just like ninjas are awesome <laughs> robots are awesome <laughs> i mean i don't disagree there's still a part of me that very much appreciates naruto mm-hmm. and i was talking to your wife about this because talking anime and manga and shit right right but it's how like you have this character who can't really do much mm-hmm. but then they're in a cool ability and you kind of have that power growth and you kind of can see yourself like I would also like to grow stronger, be able to do cool things. Right. And a lot of, what type of anime is it? Uh, Shonen. Shonen, mm-hmm. which is meant for like young, I was about to say boys, right, but right. like adolescents. <laughs> We're all um, boys. <laughs> so like 15-ish. Boys to men. <laughs> it's just really cool to like see that character get stronger and stronger and learn cool new abilities. Right. So I liked when they pulled out cool shit and like, Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. As far as like a design thing, and same way following meta progression for like Hearthstone or other stuff. I'm like, you've introduced this new cool thing. How does it interact with everything else? Right. Yeah. You you get that that progression, like you're saying, and uh, yeah, it's it it is interesting. They do the um, as far as the start of the game, they do what many games do, and they put you in a situation where. Uh, it's like TV tropes, capital letters. You're supposed to lose. Uh, yeah. And I I think if you are basically like a god at the game, you can win like your first encounter basically. But you, you fight some guys. Uh, Raiden still has his face intact. Minor spoilers for what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's less cybernetic um, as he is than later in the game. But he runs into Jetstream Sam, who is this other like body like bodysuit wearing ninja with a red high frequency blade so you know he's the bad guy um star wars has taught me anything yeah yeah it's not a lightsaber in this case it's just a really hot blade (laughs) but um he just kicks your butt like a lot and raiden like tells himself he's like oh no my sword's for justice you know it's like I'm, i'm here to protect people that's that's what I'm doing, but it doesn't really carry him that far, and you get your butt kicked in the fight, and he like slices up Raiden's face, like mutilating his eye, and then cuts off his arm. <laughs> yes, and Raiden keeps trying to fight actually at that point, which is very much Monty Python esque. <laughs> yeah, it's not particularly effective, and there's this, there's actually like a, I think it's a timed sequence honestly where it's like you can like try to take some swings at him yeah like but i mean it's it's pointless and he just as you're just bleeding out like standing up barely um so quick aside yeah what are your thoughts on when games do things like that you have to you're supposed to lose not necessarily where you're supposed to lose but it's like hey you're here but we're gonna drop you down here you have to work your way either back up Mm -hmm. or back up and past right i think do you like being kneecapped <laughs> right i mean it's 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 played played that way in like a lot of games any game like where you lose your upgrades a lot of like a lot of sequels do this mm-hmm. they'll let you play around with all your upgrades from like the first game and then be like oh no you got like launched into space or something oh, there was a light gone. breeze yeah dr light i was drunk again and forgot where he put everything and <laughs> uninstalled all your upgrades in this particular case, it doesn't 100% apply because um, you don't start out as like a super-powered Raiden. No. Raiden, Raiden actually gets stronger after having failed this. Um, but uh, 
you're basically saved because your your commander who has a name i don't know he's kind of stereotypical enthusiastic like <laughs> go get some right <laughs> you know uh comes out and says literally says kept you waiting huh and then opens up with a chain gun on Jetstream sam and there's like i'm gonna say like a metal gear level of delay between like before he starts firing and uh like actually threatening Jetstream Sam, where Sam's just like, like, oh man, I guess you're saved this time. And there's like 10 seconds of them like staring at each other before he actually opens up with a gun. Yeah, it's like when there's the bad guy and the police are like, hey, stop. <laughs> and they're not really afraid of the police because they're like super strong and an alien. Yeah. But they're like, mm, I don't want to deal with the law and regulations. <laughs> so they're just kind of like, Whoop. yeah, peace. They just hear sirens in the distance and run off, basically. So rather than killing Raiden, he manages to escape in his helicopter. Um, but uh, Raiden gets renovated. Uh, and they, they basically add a bunch of uh, shiny armor to to his body to make him more cybernetic. He gets like a visor over his left eye, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then just unnecessary like spiky pauldrons. On his arms, <laughs> like on his shoulders. Everything about his design is unnecessary, but it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. That's that's the appeal. Yeah. And then his main feature, post-renovation. So they send you to like this island, fight a bunch of terrorists, whatever. Nobody cares about that. The game technically the has a plot. plot's not important, yeah. really. <laughs> but uh, you, didn't know. you get the ability to, um, on a perfect parry, uh, on an attack, or after an enemy's like really beat up, you can just uh, activate your blade mode, chop into him a bit, and then grab like what is essentially uh, electrolyte, like large electrolyte beads of like Gatorade <laughs> from their spine, <laughs> crush it, and absorb their cybernetic fluids. <laughs> yeah, it'll actually give you like a little indicator of like, hey, slash in the middle. You do that, you can just press a button to stop slashing. You just kind of reach in and pull it out, <laughs> and then you kind of shadow demon crush it. Yes. And just, oh, it refills some of your health and meter. It's full health and meter every time. It's ridiculous, like, how sustaining you can be if you're, if you're pulling that off. Please sponsor us, Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Raiden at this point is like a cybernetic ninja vampire, basically, <laughs> because he's sustaining himself off the fluids of all of his, his enemies that he's killing. And your blade also has a... Um, uh, a passive fluid kind of draining effect where as you're cutting through people you're like absorbing their bodily fluids and it charges your it builds your charge major meter just for hitting people with your sword this counts if you're hitting robots i don't know why that is but <laughs> that's also true okay. it's don't think about it <laughs> don't think about this game in general it's <laughs> it's not meant to necessarily make sense mm -hmm. or have a good plot but I think it's just meant to be fun. Yeah. So if you are... I like how Jake's like, here's the game. I'm like, here's here's why they did it game design-wise. <laughs> uh, if you just take your sword and like slash enemies, it encourages you because, oh, you're getting the immediate reward of like, I can't be defensive. Yeah. If I go on the offense, I can get health back. Right. The Bloodborne style. Yes. Bloodborne does this. Uh, I think God of War has also done this for some of their entries. Where you like get resources off of grabs, um, things like that, things to push you forward. This is not a this is not a sit back behind cover one because there is no cover system, and all the levels are like relatively basic. Yeah, they're very linear. Like here's a corridor type thing. Yes, and then you might have a cutscene to like another corridor, kind of rectangular space. Yeah. What's interesting though is they still have the detection. That's true. Yeah, they actually you can stealth through. A significant portion of the game but no one i don't think anyone ever has i don't <laughs> can you even crouch you cannot crouch but you can walk slowly <laughs> you can walk slowly and it doesn't seem like enemies actually like hear you it could be different if you're like ninja running because raiden does this thing where he like generates lightning as he runs because he's riding um but uh you can straight up run up to enemies from behind them and if they're not aware of you there's not an alert you can just like stab them through the back with a sword. And you're just like, all right, well, that guy's dead. Um, and you can clear a lot of areas, actually, if you go through and stealth it, like watching out for patrols and things like that. I don't know if there's much of a reward for it. And you're playing the wrong game yeah. if you're playing it that way. 
I feel like the the game's mechanics, core mechanics, do not lend itself well to stealth. Yes, you're usually really fast. Like you run really, really fast. So. And you have like a rocket launcher is like a, a sub item you can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rocket launcher, stinger, grenades, EMP grenades. Uh, it doesn't have like a really great to inventory. Kill that guy's walk, man. <laughs> yeah, got him. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have a super great inventory for actually like switching out your gear. You get three slots, one for your primary weapon, of which you you, you always have your sword, but you can equip something else, um, and then one for your like offensive grenade or whatever, and then one for your healing item. Yeah. Um, you can also get boxes, actually. That's pretty essential to the stealth. You get the, the OG optical camouflage box. box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be a great Halloween costume. Just be in a cardboard box. Where's Dave? He's drunk in the corner inside a cardboard box. Okay. There's actually, a, uh, just as an aside, there's um, a point in the game where usually you can run over boxes and pick them up. You can carry like five at a time. And then they'll like break, I think, if somebody like hits you while you're in the box. Like you, for some reason, decided to stay in the box after you were detected. Uh, but you can run up and you'll you'll find a box in this like office cubicle area and you can't pick it up and you're like okay that's like a little bit weird and a lot of players might just leave but if you like swing at the box and attack there's a guy under the box <laughs> hiding from you <laughs> and it's freaking great i'm onto your game old man <laughs> the future is now <laughs> so what other types of weapons can you get and how do you get them uh so there's all of the bo- all of the weapons you get i believe you get from bosses there might be some like secret things, whatever. I didn't never paid that much attention to it. Again, you're playing the wrong kind of game, right? But uh, um, you get things like uh, one of them is like a an a pole axe, not a pole axe, like a bow staff, basically, like a staff um, made of robotic arms and are linked together. Oh, so from uh, from Mistral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are those? Uh, what are those things? That, are they like Dibos or die the three-pronged blades electra uses them those are psi psi and i remember that from tmnt <laughs> yeah i'm glad you knew what i was talking about <laughs> they're like tridents but for just your hands <laughs> <laughs> hand tridents um and there's there's some other stuff i think you can get but um yeah you don't get that until after like wait, a wait, few wait. bosses in which character in mortal Kombat did you say I didn't say Mortal Kombat. I said Electra. <laughs> oh no, Electra's yeah, 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 yeah. There is there is a character in Mortal Kombat I think uses those, right? There has to be because there's like every I weapon. I think Molina does. Ah, okay. Molina is the Tarkatan who's guitarist. Hmm. I'll be honest. I'm not going to be able to fact check you on any Mortal Kombat lore. I know that Sub Zero and Scorpion exist. And a guy named yes. Noob Smoke, <laughs> which I thought was just like a modern warfare, like insult or something. But eh. I don't know. Um, first boss though, game basically shows you what's up. It's a it's a Metal Gear Ray. Um, you fight two of them actually, and he like jumps out, starts shooting at you. If you're ninja running, which is moving fast, and you like vault over like obstacles and things and like auto dodge projectiles yeah. yeah you'll you'll actually block him with your sword he automatically like spins his sword and stops bullets <laughs> so that's the kind of game this is but uh you carve him up a lot and uh he tries to stomp he does other things and after you've gotten enough damage on the metal gear it's like all right i'm gonna attack you with an arm smash this happens a couple times in the game and this is the first time Raiden just does something that's literally impossible. Um, but he'll he'll grab the arm and you're like, mash that Y button. And he like picks up the metal gear and throws it. He throws it. <laughs> <laughs> and these things are huge. For our audio listeners, these are like five stories tall. <laughs> and you know, metal gears. So Giant robots. It's like he throws the mech is not usually like the the description of what happens after fighting the mech right yeah it really changed a red alert for me when i realized the ground units could just you know fucking yeet mechs <laughs> and uh raiden's actually a repeat offender for this he does this this time and then for the final boss where he's just like oh yeah this huge you know thousands of tons 
of metal. Hmm. Just throw it. <laughs> what else would I do? <laughs> I don't. I don't want it. Get rid of that shit. <laughs> oh, so after that happens, he finishes that one off and gets attacked by another one, and then gets thrown at a uh, not a skyscraper, like a clock tower or a tower, a church tower, maybe. Yes. Yeah. And then you run down it while the the Dodging middle... projectiles. Yeah. And missiles. missiles. Yep. Which I, I would still consider a projectile. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and music plays, mm-hmm. and then like you jump between things, and then you just like jump for the eye. Yes. Or and, the, the head, and you just kind of drag your sword down it. Full anime. Yep. You cut it in half, a hundred percent. Like this is this is a this is a thick a thick boy. This Metal Gear is, <laughs> and his sword is not. It's long because you know it's a katana, and this is anime. But it's not that long. <laughs> And he cuts it in half. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but again, if you're looking for sense, this is not the right game. <laughs> you should keep saying it's not the right game. <laughs> but it is the right game. That's the that's the key takeaway. For me, it's the right game. Um, that's that's how they get you into it, though. That's their introduction to the experience you'll be having. There's less tactical espionage and more vampire cybernetic robot thrower. <laughs> so for you is it all the is it the over the top and the edge that you like i do it's yeah. just like silly and for fun yes it's like there's some games you can like get into and you're like all right the mechanics i've got some goals like mgs5 um really fun for being able to be like sweet mother base like i'm gonna like literally abduct people i'm gonna <laughs> like, have them work for me on the base they they always like appreciate being abducted because you're that awesome right um but uh, you're like i'll get money i'll get these unlocks we're researching things and it, like immerses you kind of in the world yeah this is not that kind of game you are aware that you are playing a game the entire time that you're playing revengeance because they will not let you forget that you're playing the game yeah they really like breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. or putting in dumb jokes that don't that do not belong right but you're like Metal Gear, oh you! <laughs> One of your uh, your compatriots over like the the uh, radio is just like talking about the mission where you're going to go fight the terrorists, and he's like, "Keep an eye out, Raiden." And then he's like, "Oh, oh, I should, I'm sorry about that because <laughs> you lost your eye." <laughs> it's just it's freaking hilarious. Also, the kid, uh, you were you talked to me a little bit about on, on Discord. I didn't remember until I played again. In my defense. Um, I, w- I want to set the context a little bit. Yes. So, as any of our long-time listeners will know, we'll usually play through a game to kind of get like a refresher so we can talk about it a little bit better. Yeah. Or if time constraints happen, maybe we'll just watch something, or maybe we'll just fucking wing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just pretend anyway. that we play games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, I'll probably have some more time tonight to play, and I want to go through something... I got frustrated with the game. I was not sober. I had like a drink or two, just winding my evening down. I was like, oh, I'll watch some mm-hmm. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance and see what's going on. And you meet this kid who I guess got abducted for like science reasons for a plot. Yeah. And I don't know what his accent is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on because it's like part Waka, uh-huh. part whatever that part of England is. Like, you know what I mean, bruv? Yeah, yeah. Type thing. It's just, it's all over the fucking place. And I think I'm just losing my mind while this is happening. <laughs> and I messaged Jake like, hey, what what the fuck's going on with this kid? <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, yeah, that fucking. <laughs> and then I don't think he really comes up again. Outside of like, maybe the next The next cutscene or something. After that, like, level. Yeah. The, you, you talk to him a little bit over the radio. My favorite thing about this kid is he's speaking English. Yes. And he has English subtitles for what he's saying. <laughs> he occasionally will like use a slang word mm-hmm. or a, a slang catchphrase. <laughs> the me brother, basically, of all of the words he's saying. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so good. It's so good. I. It's literally because they actually have what he's saying in his like quote-unquote like mother tongue basically that is still english yeah and then below that is the literal english translation so it's literally english subs 
and then underneath that, English subs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good time. You also get a a wolf a wolf friend. Well, it's a dog basically, but it's a it's a robot dog that's called Wolf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you first meet as a boss. Yes, mm-hmm. and has some different like jumping attacks. There's a chainsaw other... tail. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, I got my shit wrecked several oh, yeah. times because I'm bad at this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you also didn't know about parrying for a very long time. And the game's a lot harder without parrying. Yeah, and I swear to God, you still can't dodge in that game <laughs> from my experience. Yeah. But after you beat the dog, bo- robot boss, mm-hmm. it becomes your friend. Yes. And it just gets reprogrammed. I'm mm-hmm. using air quotes here. By Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> He was like not a Nazi, <laughs> but he is like a German scientist. Yeah, <laughs> not saying all Germans are Nazis because that would be a racial stereotype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you now have like this robot dog friend mm-hmm. who's like with you in the car, and you're trying to be inconspicuous because you're going to check out some lab in Mexico or some yeah. Spanish-speaking region. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, be sure to keep a low profile, yada, yada. And he's like, don't worry about it. And then you get out of the car and you have a fucking sombrero <laughs> and poncho. Yeah. There's two guys, too. Who are just like watching a robot and a robot dog come <laughs> yeah. out of like a fucking Mercedes. Just like, the fuck? Yeah, they're <laughs> immediately just like, what in the world is going on with that guy? And then the thing is, nope, no part of this makes sense. But like Raiden immediately goes in a sewer. So he didn't need a disguise at all. Like, he literally goes underground immediately after disembarking yeah. the car. And he just, like, leaves the hat on there. He, like, he tips the hat to the guys on the other side of the road, then leaves it outside the storm drain. <laughs> I feel like a lot of Metal Gear as a franchise's design decisions are like, do we need this or can we get rid of it? <laughs> no, we don't need it, but let's keep it anyway. Yeah. So, like, they add things for, like, the shits and giggles. Yeah. But... It tickles my fancy. It is pretty fancy tickling. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I could be turned on in a podcast. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah. We need to talk about the next boss, though. Oh, yeah. So, uh, after, after the dog is, uh, Mistral. Yeah. And there's, like, there's a lot of areas you go through to get there. None of them really matter. (laughs) Like, this is, again, rectangular areas. (laughs) sometimes square areas did you fight the dudes did you kick open a chest for an item <laughs> cool you're at the next boss yes yada yada boss and mistral's thing like is she's uh, a french femme fatale uh all of the bosses are basically um cyborgs to some extent yes um but her particular shtick is there's these enemies that are essentially a ball and then three arms attached to the ball called tripods and because uh, they have three because three, three yeah, yeah yeah the three and uh they'll like run around like on their their hands essentially or like roll around and jump at you yeah grab onto you um and her shtick is like she's wearing a suit that has these like attachment ports on the back and so she, she just like rips arms off of these robots and like attaches them to her exoskeleton yeah, like she has little sections in her spine and becomes fucking Mecha Shiva. Yeah. And then she also has this, well, you're, the weapon you're talking about before, like this bow staff. Yeah. But it's made up of like all these robot arms and it's like at least 10 to 15 feet. Yeah. And it just, the design is so cool. She all a- boss designs in Metal Gear are fucking choice. <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some fun ones in this. Uh, you fight her a bit. You like jump, you're in this like oil refinery. You jump from platform to platform. There's this kind of like, uh, they have that sort of um, not two dimensional, but really short, um, uh, short corridor or like walking space where you have to you're like on fight a pipe. off enemies. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah we're on a pipe. Um, and eventually you, you make your way down to like another platform uh, next to some tanks. And if you continue to, to, to damage her, um, finish her off. Uh, you basically bait her into a cutscene. That's how you get them. That's how you always get them. Bait them into a cutscene. <laughs> and uh, she like goes to stab you after you jump onto this um, tank. And it releases all this liquid nitrogen. 
which like freezes her to the ground. And Raiden's like, all right, that's great. Cuts open the rest of the tank, like bathes her in liquid nitrogen, basically. So she's frozen solid. And then you get to go full sword mode and chop her into all of the pieces. (laughs) Ice cubes, yeah. And uh, this is a good time to mention there's there's just like weird Assassin's Creed-esque radio call every time you beat a boss. Including Wolf for the first time before he's reprogrammed. Where like they'll talk to you about what their motivations were, maybe some information about like the next boss or something like that. And they're always like, ah, you got me. And like the guy's literally chopped into 20,000 pieces. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like some remnant voice log or something. It's like in the event of my death, uh, have pr- plot revelation <laughs> for whoever kills me. It's hilarious. It's like, it's such a weird dialogue. Assassin's Creed kind of does it because it's a simulation, but this is just happening in real time with a dead person right next to you. <laughs> yeah, so. it also has like that whole sin of after everything, it's like, hey, uh, I'm going to put your finger in your ear. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to like a voice message mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to walk slow or just not be able to move. Yeah. It's like those weird forced cutscenes. The Batman communicator, which like games have used way too much. Thankfully, there is one redeeming thing for most of the communications in this, and that's you can press Y to skip whatever that certain line of dialogue is. Yeah. So if you read the subtitle, you can just hit Y, and then read the next subtitle and hit Y, <laughs> and skip most of it that way and still get all the content. Yeah, and that's, as I've always said, a great design decision, because I hate when you force somebody to experience a thing with no way of being done with it. Yeah. Hey, it's not for me. I don't care about the dialogue as much. Let me get to the hack and slash. Mm. I don't care what you're saying. Done. Move on. It's not even like it's an elevator or something you're using to hide a loading screen. Yeah. It's just like, I see the content. It's right in front of me. I can't get there because you forced me to put my my hand to my right ear and walk slowly. It's like you're about to go into the mall or the arcade with your friends and then like your mom calls Mm -hmm. and you haven't talked to your mom in a while and she's like don't hang up on me (laughs) you see your friends you're like come on we're gonna go play and you're like but my my mom's gone (laughs) it is much like that (laughs) yeah uh yeah Yeah. that's great i I didn't know dad was trying that's that's really cool oh so yeah don't don't put that in your games if you're a game developer out there or at least let us skip it yeah Mm mm-hmm Fuck you, Monster Hunter. <laughs> so after Mistral, I believe it's uh, Big Musley. Yeah, Big Musley. Gentleman. Um, whose name was... That sound means it's time for intermission where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. And what I want to talk about are Parm Crisps. <laughs> All right, I guess I should follow up with something then. Uh, basically, I just brought these to eat. It's the equivalent of like moon cheese, and other like I don't know what I don't know what the deal is with fried cheese as a snack, but uh, it's available in a lot more places now. I also just realized since you haven't said anything, there's a chance I'm recording this on my own after the fact. I don't have much to say <laughs> on cheese crisps. Cheese crisps. <laughs> the cheese crisps. And the Dude, cheese bloods. We can't We can't anger the cheese bloods. The parm crisps. Because mm-hmm. like I brought out my uh, crispy, crunchy mochi rice nuggets from Trader Joe's. Right. Which are like a nice little snack, and it has just the right amount of salt. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the parm crisps. They're strong. The thing is, like, Parmesan's not my favorite cheese, That's by fair. any means. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's a lot of salt. Maybe if you had it, like, with something. Yeah. I mean, like, you have to have it with water, but <laughs> other food I could also understand. If you need water, it's that's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's 10% of your daily value of sodium, so that's... that's I actually got some hot sauce today. Oh, yeah? I wish somebody just gave it to me, but no, I ordered <laughs> it and it arrived in the mail. Okay. But it is guac hot sauce. That sounds weird to me. Oh, so yeah. it's, like, pretty avocado-based, but then still has other things to make it spicy. Hmm. So, like, I made some chicken tonight, and then, like, I sauced the shit out of it. I was like, yeah, it's good. I liked it. <laughs> I've never actually, I don't know if I've ever had, like, avocado in a preserved sort of form. I always thought the time to kill on avocado between, like, cut up and actually in food yeah. was pretty short. I know it turns, like, brown and stuff. And I'm sure rock. they have 
preservatives or something with hmm. that. That's interesting, though. That is interesting. But yeah, most things do go brown when they decompose. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Your color choice is correct. Guacamole is like, I made it. And then you look away and you look back and you're like, it's dead. <laughs> That's why I never take my eyes off my guac. <laughs> Got my eyes on you. All right. What's your favorite type of dip or sauce? Dip or sauce? So it's funny that you asked this. You'd think we actually prepared this. Well, But I have not prepared it. It comes pre-prepared now. You can get mayo chip. Have you heard of this? What? You can get mayo chip. Uh, Wegmans has it. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon in like mass bulk, but it's uh, mayonnaise and ketchup premixed. Literally like Heinz name brand mayo and ketchup premixed. I would try one, but my eyes are so squinty right now. <laughs> you just can't see exactly what you're trying because. For me, the only time that should be a valid combination mm-hmm. is if you're having, like, uh, fish and chips. It's good with thing. that. It's good because with fries. I've always had, like, ketchup on the side mm-hmm. and, like, tartar sauce over here, which is, as far as I know, just, like, mayo and relish. Right. But I've found if you mix them, it's fucking delicious still. Hmm. And then you have one dipping sauce for your fries and your fish. I've never tried ketchup and tartar sauce. That's interesting. But mayo and ketchup has been going on since the beginning of time. I have never heard of that. It's like it's an underground movement for sure. So you're saying your favorite sauce is mayo and ketchup? It's 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 up there. I mean, like I used to like ranch a lot. I put ranch on a lot of stuff, but recently it's fallen a little bit out of favor. Um, ranch doesn't hold well. No. It also looks really weird, like if it's just been out. Yeah. Like on a surface or something. Not like it sorry, dries Microsoft. out and loses its color and. I don't, I don't like it. No. Mayo chip. Sundowner. What is his name? Yeah. That's the, that's the name of the guy. Okay. Yeah. So basically his thing is he has these uh, um, energy shields that are attached to like, I'm not going to say pulleys, but like ro- ro- robotic arms. Or if you think like the monitor stands that people have where they're just like, oh yeah, we'll put monitors above our desk. He's got those attached to his back and they have shields in front of him. And uh, he uses it to block your attacks. Um, The trick to that, and it's something I didn't use at all when I fought him, uh, OG fight, like first time, is you can cut them off of him. You can Mm -hmm. cut them off of his body. And he just has like no actual defenses. But I just brute forced it. I was just like, oh, he's defending himself. I'll wait. <laughs> there's also like a there's like a helicopter that's like attacking you in this fight. A lot of people make jokes about the fact that he's not the actual boss. It's just the helicopter. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the Marauder Shields thing for uh, Mass Effect. It's like, oh, yeah, it's the helicopter in the background. That's the guy. Um so he's just so defensive that they need an offensive mechanic in it. Yeah. Which is some other vehicle with a chain gun. <laughs> yeah. He's he's pretty like offensive too. He's also a jerk. Like he's he's the he's the enemy who's meant to be the jerk. And this like I think there's like four main bad guys. And all of them they're supposed to have like some sympathetic kind of like motivation. But this guy's American. Yeah. <laughs> he's very in touch with his inner child. <laughs> Uh, he's also like, he kills, he sets this in motion at the start of the game by killing the Some prime minister, prime minister that you're, tr- you're trying to protect. Yes. Um, and then he like decapitates another guy with like, he's got like scissor swords basically where they're like, he can make them work like scissors. It's really weird. It's odd, right? Yeah. But it's anime. So, but he's full on in support of war, mm-hmm. uh, and the war economy. And he just wants to promote violence so he can kill people and make money and yep. profiteer. But obviously, Raiden as the protagonist is like, that's bad. <laughs> that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> Say no to war profiteer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot else to him. He's just there along, like, to make you hate the bad guys. And then the rest of them are all like, we have something kind of sort of a little sympathetic. Yeah. So you can think about our point of view. Like Mistral was very, grew up child soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, some 
mercenary or something killed her parents. Yeah. So the, she then went back and killed everybody type thing. Yeah. She basically, like, she has that in common with Raiden, which is why Raiden yeah. actually, like, is a little taken aback when she's describing her her backstory, her plot, um, because, like, that was that was his start. But he was extracted from that situation and not allowed to be turned into a monster. Yeah. Um, we also skipped a boss, but that's okay. <laughs> we skipped Monsoon is actually the next one. But, yeah, Mistral's Mistral said monsoon really quickly is a guy who can like break his body into like 30 pieces and then re like reconstruct himself he's basically like a bunch of legos magnetic legos essentially segments yeah segments. so if you went to the like slash his leg he could separate his leg at that point and be like you missed <laughs> yeah and he actually does during the fight you have to hit him in the head in order to like knock his head to the ground and then run up and wail on it because that's the point you can damage <laughs> uh he also Master of magnetism, much like Magneto, uh, and throws a bunch of tanks and crap at you, helicopters. You have to like chop them into pieces, and they reuse that mechanic later in the game as well. But uh, yeah, Jack has to give in to his anger basically because he's emo- emotionally manipulated by um, by Jetstream Sam, who's the first guy to chop your arm off. He's like talking to you on monitors and stuff. He's like, oh man, like how many people have you killed? Uh, Jack or Ryden, you know, same name. And uh, so he starts this like self-doubt thing and the game actually hits you with a mechanical penalty for it where Ryden's like, he hears everybody's voices like, oh man, like I'm trying to save my family and stuff. But they're actually like trying to kill you. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but like you sense other people's hesitation, fear, doubt, and you're like, Oh, these are people, and you feel bad. Yes, yeah. It's you meant, have the guilt. It's meant to make you feel bad and kind of remind Raiden of his humanity. Um, but he gets through all that, and there's a part where you're actually just walking slowly. And this is a, kind of the force stealth section. It's not 100% force, but you really can't fight while you're, like, emotionally compromised, I guess. <laughs> uh, and you have to, like, sneak Raiden in his debilitated state past all these enemies and up to monsoon where they have this back and forth conversation and monsoon's like memes the dna of the soul <laughs> choice line <laughs> yeah it's also actually in the game jake's not paraphrasing no that is that is a direct quote <laughs> um so Raiden's like all right we got to get in there we got to get in there we got to kill these guys we got to like finish this podcast out so he stabs himself here he gets stabbed through the chest by this like henchman and Raiden calls up. He's like, Doctor, turn off my pain inhibitors. That's actually a really good impression. <laughs> and Doctor's like, what? <laughs> and Raiden's like, do it. <laughs> I know that you're a Nazi. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't say that. But uh, turns off his pain inhibitors. Raiden, like, experiences excruciating pain. Pulls the sword out of his chest in, like, not a straight out motion. But like an up, like an up motion, so it's a spray of blood in front of him. Yeah, he's all right. He's alive because he's a cyborg, right? Um, and then he like glows red, and his eyes turn red, and his voice gets like even deeper and more gravelly. Yeah, he tries to. He goes full edge lord. It kind of like <laughs> throws out all reason. He's like needs to dig deep into the anger and the bloodlust. This is my normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, great. so you see him. At least not under the false pretense of like, I am the sword of katana of justice. <laughs> the sword is the bone of my justice. <laughs> I'm gonna bone Lady Justice. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, he. Uh, you get the ability to whenever you're at full, full uh, electrolyte charge. <laughs> From that point on in the game, you can activate rage mode base. It's Devil Trigger. <laughs> you can you can go red and do a bunch of damage. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not a new mechanic. No, no. Um, and there's there's some other uh, kind of bosses, but the main the main thing is is the end guy here, who is uh, Senator Armstrong, who again is American. Yes, he's also kind of a war economy sort of guy, but he is basically filling the power gap 
left by the Patriots. He's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go start a war and we're gonna make America great again. That's not me injecting political commentary. He just says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This game came out in 2013. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he uh, has nano machines, son, and punches you really hard. And whenever Raiden hits him, his body reacts. His body reacts to physical trauma. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mine too. <laughs> but essentially, um, it absorbs the kinetic energy. So like, if you like throw a baseball at a wall, mm-hmm. there's be impact at that point, and the energy would then disperse throughout, and that's leaving an impact. Um, but it kind of equally responds to the energy being applied yeah so it negates everything is essentially his skin is hardening yes from with the nano machines <laughs> at these points so you're just doing jack to him <laughs> that's my one joke <laughs> and there's there's some great cutscenes here um they have this like ideological back and forth and at one point he's like kicking raiden's butt and literally punts him and there's there's a cheering crowd sound bite that plays for like a second and a half when Raiden gets punt, punted. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's pretty good. I, I, I like that. That tells you what kind of game this is. Another of his lines is like, I played college ball. <laughs> played college ball, son. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's such a good final antagonist. And he reminds me so much of Hank Hill as well. Oh, yeah. I actually, like visually, yeah. he looks like Hank Hill. A little, little bit. He's got some of that going on. Um, he's so also he's a true American patriot. He is, yeah. He's got a full Metal Gear. This is the other one that uh, this one's gigantic. It just comes out of a hole in the ground. That doesn't really make any sense either. Like, why would it be there? But uh, like, it's underneath the ground and it emerges from the ground. Um, but you fight it a bunch, is riding, and then you grab it by the blade, which you know where this is going. And you rip the arm off of this Metal Gear. And the blade is like 30, 40 feet long. Like a chunk of metal. <laughs> there's no... There's no. <laughs> and then you start... You have the special blade attack where like time stops and you start cutting with it. But you use the arm of the Metal Gear <laughs> to chop up the main body. <laughs> and you can... So the game has this thing where you can go overkill on the chopping sequences and like chop them into like no pieces. Like they cease to exist. You can just sit there and a like... A fine powder, you're saying? Yes, <laughs> a fine powder, basically. It actually says destroyed, and that's your indicator. You could stop, and the cutscene will play out, and you can proceed with the game. Oh, okay. But if you don't want to do that, you can just keep cutting. You okay. could just sit there as Raiden with this huge freaking arm and spend like 30, 40 seconds chopping this robot to pieces. Beyond the minimum five. <laughs> and it's, oh my gosh, such a good game. Yeah. Th- that transitions to his final fight, which is the uh, the Super Saiyan, you versus him. He hits the ground a lot, causes like earth- earthquakes. Your dog comes out, Wolf, gives you the sword of Jetstream Sam, who you previously killed on a one-on-one. Spoilers, in reverse. Uh, and basically, you... After he's broken Raiden's sword, you use Jetstream Sam's sword to uh, go to town, finish him. There's this cool mechanic in that final, like, last fight, where if your sword is hit out of your hand by um, Senator Armstrong, uh, Raiden actually gets unarmed, an unarmed moveset. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you design that for this game? It's literally used in one section of one boss fight. <laughs> because that's Metal Gear, baby. <laughs> You can literally like, run over and pick up your sword and like not fight at all, but they still made an unarmed move set. Is it effective? It's like, it does all right. It's not as good as the sword. <laughs> I'll be honest. I tapped out from this game pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did not really enjoy the mechanics. Yeah, but it has aged. It's still a bit. fucking worth a watch too. Yeah, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't have all of the political intrigue of uh like Metal Gear Solid does, but it is still a really fun action game. Also, like the final uh final cutscene kinda here is like he tries to heal himself a couple times, you hit it with a sword, hit his like healing weak point with a sword, he stops healing. Eventually after you've worn him down a ton and he's like done that thing where he throws a bunch of machines at you like Monsoon did, they got a little more value out of that. <laughs> 
um, Raiden actually goes in to finish him. And the way that he he kind of outsmarts Armstrong here is he knows that the mach- nano machines are going to harden wherever he hits him. He hardens in response to physical trauma. <laughs> uh, he like just starts uh, goes full JoJo basically on his side, like punching. <laughs> And then uh, after that spot is like where all of the resistance is focused, then he goes in on the soft spots and starts beating them up. Uh, then he rips out his heart and he crushes it. I mean, that's where the electrolytes are. <laughs> if this game has taught me anything. He also, uh, Senator Armstrong has a synthetic white, gigantic, like I'm going to say baboon heart. I think it's a baboon heart. Um, if you've seen like Team Fortress. Um and yeah, it's it's pretty metal. It's pretty metal. Do you want animal organs, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I like it. It's 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 a really good conclusion, kind of to the story. There, Raiden's left like a little bit uncertain of himself. And Senator Armstrong at the end, he respects strength. He's kind of this got this like apex predator mindset, where whoever's the strongest will survive, and that proves that they're right. You know that like that ideology. Yeah, it's. Again, one of those tried and true tropes. <laughs> well, if I kill a whole bunch of people, the strong will survive, right. and we'll we'll let that sort it out. <laughs> Gonna make America great again. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a it's a good game. So Dave and I have slightly different opinions. I think on it. I, this is like a classic for me, and I will say it has not. It a little bit harder to play now that it's aged. Um, if I could do a boss rush. That would probably be kind of the ideal way to play this game. Uh, the sections in between just aren't really that inspired. Um, but, you know, it's like 2013. So, you know, what are yeah. you, you going to do? We initially had planned to do this one a little bit earlier, but we had just done Killer is Dead. That's right, yeah. And yeah. we didn't want to have two hack and slash in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Not that anybody would <laughs> notice, but... <laughs> This time on Murder Week. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the mechanics of that and that game in general better. Mm-hmm. But it does have very similar... This is also Platinum, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, it, they do share both kind of like abstract ideals, weird, not really important plot. Yeah. And just some like crazy cool over-the-top shit. But for me personally, I really enjoy Metal Gear series in like its own weird way. Right. I mean, I know you. I think this is a good branch off of that. I just, I think it would have been better if I played Revengeance when it came out. Right. Actually, I could have sworn it was it was platinum, but it was a uh, Suda Fifty One and Grasshopper oh, that, that games. Makes more sense. Yeah, I was like, that is a Suda Fifty One game. It's an acid trip, so you know that <laughs> it's Suda Fifty One. But yeah, it, it does feel out like a little bit of this, like the the lore fans for Metal Gear, um, they get an expanded writing article because of the existence of this game. So it's not all a loss. Um, and people who like kind of like Devil May Cry like me, it's, there's a wheelhouse and then you just deliver this to the front door of the wheelhouse and the wheelhouse lets it in. Ah, more wheels. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for your contributions. <laughs> Well, I'd like to thank everybody for sticking around for this episode of Soapstone. As always, you can send us our feedback. Our feedback. Our feedback. (laughs) We deserve (laughs) it. Send us our feedback. Well, I grabbed the mic too hard. I know. (laughs) Just attacking the listeners. Uh, But anyways, whatever you guys are thinking about it, send to us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send it to us directly or join the discussion at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast always happy to interact with our fans there i say our fans that's pretty presumptuous people listening to us <laughs> and uh, people we... who have mistakenly left clicked <laughs> yeah. welcome how did this happen i can't stop it your mouse stops working after you started listening <laughs> to the podcast i guess this is reality now we'll see you in the next one <laughs>